then I'm cheated on Spider-Man's mom. This is spoilers. <laughs> this is spoilers. Fuck Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to Spoilers episodes. And um, <laughs> tonight we are reviewing the 2014 or 13, whatever, classic. 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 Uh, an, A tw- an A24 joint. Um, this is your host tonight, Brett. I won the trivia for, uh, what was that, Force Cup? Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast and Furious. And uh, I, they said to pick a car movie where someone's going 90 kilometers, and I picked Locke. So. <laughs> You'll pay for this. <laughs> the, traffic's, the traffic's fine. Um, the, uh, I am from Fort Wayne. I, I live in Fort Wayne. Um, but you have a great Welsh to, accent. Impressive. No, no, I don't. No. <laughs> I can do a few sentences in Cockney, and that's about it. Right, so Give us one. No, no, no! I ain't gonna talk about it. Um, oh god! <laughs> um, so we're gonna go around the uh, proverbial metaphorical table, and let's start. Welcome back. Let's go east to east, and welcome back a spoilers favorite original host, Jordan. How's it going, Brett? Pretty good. Um, introduce yourself and uh, tell me. A movie with Tom Hardy that may be a little under the radar that's really good that you like, maybe. That is very specific. Yeah. Uh, oof. Um, yeah, I'm Jordan, recording from Durham, North Carolina tonight. Uh, I think a pretty good under the radar Tom Hardy movie is uh, a little known flick called Inception. Oof. <laughs> wait, wait, pretty wait. solid flick. A I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Academy, um, Academy Award nominated. No, honestly, I've tried to watch several of like his lesser known ones, like Bronson, and or I don't know if they're lesser known, but not as heralded, I guess. Bronson, and there's a uh, the one where he plays like two twins. Legend, legend is yeah, terrible. that one, dude. It's really hard to get through Ugh. some of these with his weird voices. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but let the game okay, begin. So basically, you don't <laughs> that have was one. That's terrible. That's fine. No, um, I don't. This one, lock. <laughs> well, then what's your okay? Well, then uh, what's your favorite Tom Hardy movie? Um, shit, man. I, it's ooh. okay. We'll move on. You come are, back to me. Come back to yeah, me. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm so rusty, next, man. I'm rusty. So who's in Goshen? Josh. Hello, this is Josh, and I'm in the middle of a bloody Indian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> in Goshen, Indiana. Um. <sighs> I just I'll throw it back to Band of Brothers because that came up in a trivia recently. But I was looking at his IMDb and he was in that old classic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was the highest rated show on IMDb until Chernobyl. Highest rated overall, really? I believe so. Yeah, it was really really high. Even better than Game of Thrones. I, th- I think so. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. Stevie, Mikey, when do you guys go? I'll go. This is uh, Stevie from Elkhart. I'm not going to dox myself again and say where I live. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's a pretty well-known movie, but uh, the movie Lawless 
with uh, Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf. What? what? I haven't seen it, but I want totally, to. <laughs> totally uh, un- unintelligible in that movie. You can't tell. That's why I love it, though. <laughs> I mean, West Virginian like, gunslingers and bootleggers is so much fun to watch, so I'd say Lawless. And plus, he... I can't believe you're not standing up for Mad Max right now. Well, he said Under the Radar. Well, everyone knows that, yeah. That's my favorite movie of all time. The main reason I didn't want to do... The reason I didn't want to do Favorite Tom Hardy is because I figured three people would say Mad Max. Fair. And plus, Tom Hardy has, like, his Bane muscle still uh, for Lawless, and he is just Mm -hmm. massive, so... That movie. All right, cool. So I guess that uh, brings us to Mikey. Yeah, Mikey recording from Goshen. Um... He did this movie called Warrior that's pretty good. Yeah, where I like, like that. a UFC that. fighter. That is a good one. Yeah, it is. I like that movie a lot. Joel Edgerton, Nick Nolte, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, did you say you were recording out of Elkhart? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Everyone knows. So I yeah. guess that gets us to Pappy. <laughs> yep, west of the Mississippi now. This is Pappy. Uh, I won't go with the underrated one since we've kind of picked over him a little bit but i did do my best of the decade list and i had mad max one arrival two, dunkirk three so he's in two of my three favorite mm-hmm. movies of the whole decade which is pretty yeah. crazy yeah it's he's awesome uh you didn't have inception in there no <laughs> but i like inception quite a bit all right cool so that takes us to our last person again i think we got full full house tonight seven people so, uh, our last person, go ahead. All right. Uh, my name's Corey, recording out of Simi Valley, California, also known as Kylo Ren memes. Um, there's a Tom Hardy movie, probably the first one I ever saw him in, is Star Trek Nemesis. Now, I think I'm the only <laughs> member of spoilers here that's a Trekkie. <laughs> that movie's not good, but it has Tom Hardy, and he plays a like clone of Picard, Patrick Stewart. So, that's pretty interesting. Oh, whoa. Is that, is that the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, or is that a different yeah, it's one? It's a different, different one. one. Okay. I saw that in theaters, unfortunately. Is, that, is, is Nemesis 3? Nemesis <laughs> is the last of the Next Generation movies. Okay. So those ones aren't numbered. No. I've always wanted to see those, so... Good. All right, cool. Um, Just to add mine, my underrated... It's actually an f- absolutely fantastic movie, but it's so confusing, is uh, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. I would love to do that pot on that, but... I don't think we'd have the time to break that movie down. We did it's predestination. Kinda, that's true, but this is more like a a who done it with like forty seven different layers of spy and it's, it's has anybody else heard of it? It's got uh, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. I saw it in theaters and I fell Tom asleep. Hardy. Started watching things. it once when I was drunk and got very confused. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's, and it's it very confusing. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, I'm gonna do this. I was talking to Pappy a little bit earlier, and I. I'm going to do a little bit like I did with uh, American movie and not go c- throughout the movie. I think that would be a nightmare if we kind of tried to go chronological with it. I'm going to break it down by storylines with different people. Uh, I think that'd be easy- easiest thing to do um, personally. So um, you start. I will. I will do the set the scene for it though. Um, the only time you see anybody who's not just Tom Hardy is at the very beginning. He's getting into his truck. Uh, his uh, SUV, uh, BMW, and he pulls up to a stop sign. He's sitting there. He's got someone honking at him. His turn signal's going left, 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 and then all of a sudden he flips it right and goes. So that kind of sets the scene for what's going to happen. He, it's pretty much, you find out later, it was pretty much him making his choice. Um, 
whether it was the right one or not, well, I guess we'll discuss it. But let's go with um, he he heads off and goes to London. We don't really know why. Um, let's our first phone conversation. Let's talk about Bethan. Um, who wants to kind of get us started with Bethan and the story of Bethan? Again, I'm a little under the weather, so I'd rather you guys do a lot of the talking. Well, I thought that these people's names were just cut off because of like the amount of letters <laughs> you could like input in the dashboard. <laughs> but no, one guy's name you is. Thought it was like Bethany and Donald. Yeah. Donald. <laughs> Bethan, where do I begin? Um, yeah. she's very sensitive, much older woman. <laughs> yeah, she's like 43 she's or fragile. something. She's not an oil painting. Like Brett said, you never see her, but you hear her. She calls in. People call in on her behest often throughout the movie. And uh, Tom, Hattie ha- Tom, Tom Hardy had an affair with her. And she's pregnant because of it. And she's on the precipice of having this kid. One night stand. Yeah, it's a fair, but it, with for a little context. It's played by Olivia Coleman, um, who I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's a pretty good actress. I think I'm going to come back to this point a lot that if the cast is like one point less good, like just like 1% less good, not Tom Hardy, not Academy Award winning Olivia Coleman, not Spider Man, this movie is unwatchable. It's carried <laughs> by how lucky they got with all the performances. You could say that about a lot of good movies, though, so that doesn't really. But anyway, I understand. <laughs> but let's talk about the movie that was made. Good point, bro. <laughs> this pod's over. <laughs> We're done. <I'm> getting dark. <laughs> How do you do a podcast on this movie? I it's don't very understand. strange. I don't know what to do. Yeah, why, okay, Brett, choice, why, Brett. Did, why did you pick this, Brett? I thought it'd be a challenge, and I thought it'd be something different than what we'd been doing or had done. <laughs> Uh, I don't and now you want us to talk for you. <laughs> Why did Tom Hardy pick this movie? Because he liked the director and the writer. Because he doesn't have to share any screen time. Let's like dig into this beginning a little bit and set the scene. Like, At what point in the movie did you guys realize you're never leaving this car? Because I, I remembered vaguely like the marketing for this movie. So I thought that's what was going to happen. But did you guys all know that going in? I did the first time I saw it, but I saw this movie a couple years ago after watching a review where that was very explicitly stated, and I thought that was an interesting take on a movie, like an experimental kind of student film-ish, and uh, yeah, so I did know, but what about you guys? I saw this with what would become my future in-laws, and about 45 minutes in, I remember my father-in-law looking at me with such disgust. That we were watching this movie. The fact that he never left the car drove them insane. <laughs> I vividly remember them looking at me asking, is he ever getting out of the car? Well, if he had to ask that after 45 minutes, I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious after that point. There's, there's, there's one point where there's like a montage of him just kind of driving and there's... I don't know. It's not very long and maybe, I don't know, eight, 12 seconds or something. It's the whole movie. After, <laughs> no, no, no. It's no, there's no talking. It kind of zooms out and there's like a montage with a lot of like lights and he's crossing a bridge or something. And after that, I was like, uh, yeah, he's not getting out of this car. Like it actually took me <laughs> till that point. Like, fuck. I thought like if it, if he arrives at the hospital right now, he'll get out. But otherwise we're stuck in this that car. That was minute 88 for Jordan. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's close. <laughs> Credits rolling. Brett, mm-hmm. I don't want to get off on the wrong foot there. I like this movie, but 
do you think it's more of a gimmick? Because I mean, when you compare this to something like Castaway or, or something else that has like a phone booth, yeah, phone booth. There's usually like a little intro where you see them, then the isolation, then like the aftermath. But this is just pure car. Yeah, it's it's minimalist. I, I like the concept of it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I picked it. Uh, Isn't I mean, there a reason different. that movies like show different things? <laughs> like, what what is the choice to go back to this archaic point? I mean, Brett, I'm not trying to be mean. I really like this movie, but something I've been trying to come to come to grips with is is it almost like limiting that they did this uh i mean i don't know it's got like an 82 on metacritic so i'm guessing it's pretty well received so i don't know i mean yeah it's it's different i mean it's not people revving it up and drinking nas and pushing the nas button it's unfortunately it's real acting it's real acting (laughs) 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 <laughs> All right, so let's do you yes know, or no. You, you got to understand that they probably had zero budget, and this is a pretty compelling way to make a movie with absolutely no money. This is so distinctly different from uh, what we did recently with Predestination, right? Remember how we were talking about that one? Its strengths, a lot of it are in the premise. Like it has this really elaborate premise that takes you to a lot of different places to kind of unfold the story. This movie is quite good, and a lot of it is the performances, like you said, but the premise is uh, pretty thin, right? I mean, how do you describe this to someone? It's like a guy having conversations in his car. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that it's also like in, like, quote, real time. Uh, so his whole journey well, is the I entire, would, entire trip. I would consider the premise, he's putting out fires in his life trying to make it not crumble. I wouldn't put it. The premise as there's a one camera in the car and he's driving the whole time. That's to me, this is like the setup of it. So, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say the premise is thin. I mean, everything is very minimal, but I mean, I think there's a lot going on. The tension is in the, the dialogue in him trying to save any last. I mean, the premise is if you have an affair while you're married, you're going to lose your entire life. That's the thesis. I mean, he didn't really have to, (laughs) but. (laughs) Which, doesn't England have some pretty good paternity laws? Like, especially if you have a premature child. Like, I feel like this is a choice of his to get fired. And I don't think, Brett, we've talked about what his job is at all. No, because we always going to break it down by phone calls, but that didn't work out very, very early in this thing. So pick it back up. Let's just pick it back up. Just Hey, just riff, though. Just go ahead. Let's go. So let's talk. Well, okay, what? He's a concrete layer? What is his specific he's a, job? He's, a he's, a concrete he's like a construction supervisor. He's our foreman. And he's a really good foreman. <laughs> he's the a best. site manager. He's a lot like Charlie <laughs> Sheen from Young Guns. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, Pappy. Talk about his job and stuff. I mean, that's a big storyline as well. I mean, that's he's it's one of the big storylines with him and his underling, uh, his protege, whatever, Donald. Yeah, we'll talk about his protégés, but I mean, Tom Hardy seems to be a very ups- workaholic type dude, and he's clearly compensated very well. Like you mentioned, he has a nice uh, BMW that he drives. He has a nice watch. He seems to be dressed pretty well, and he is on the verge of overseeing the biggest concrete pour outside of nuclear or military ever in the EU. Uh, and that, I mean, we really don't learn 
much more about his job than that, right, Brett? It's just that he's well, apparently concrete's more finicky than blood or something. That <laughs> he's if, been doing it for nine years. Ten. <laughs> every increment of time that they lose costs millions and millions of dollars. For this big, for this big client right? that they're doing, yeah. I don't know if every job he does is like that, but for this big client, uh, it's it's really important. And as he mentions, which probably none of us knew, that even like a little weak spot, a little mess up in the concrete, if there's a little different type of uh, concrete, it can slowly crack, and then which leads to more cracks, and the whole building could, you know, the foundation could crumble or whatever. So you got to have that C six, you know. C six, yeah. You don't fuck with yeah. C five. What about a little C five? A little C five. I was waiting for like a jet fuel melts steel beams sort of meme in here. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't get it though. <laughs> Three hundred and fifty-five metric tons of concrete. Total. Okay, uh, Ivan. This isn't a question. This isn't a question. Okay. But I just got off the phone with the plant in Stafford and they said that they know that it's a C6 mix, but how far towards C5 can it go? In other words, if at one truck is some C5, how bad would that be taken? Are you still there? Well, what does it say on the whiteboard? It says, it says C6. What does it say on every piece of paperwork and on every sign-off sheet? It says C6. It says C6. And you know why? Because eventually, when my building is complete, it will be 55 floors high. It will weigh 2,223,000 metric tons. Okay, my building will alter the water table and squeeze granite. It will be visible from 20 miles away. At sunset, it will cast a shadow probably a mile long. If the concrete at the base of my building is not right, if it slips a half an inch, cracks appear. Right? If cracks appear, then they will grow and grow, won't they? And the whole thing will collapse. Why don't you look? You make one mistake, Doc. One little fucking mistake. And the whole world comes crashing down around you. You understand? So you tell Stafford. C6. C6 it is. Thank you. But Brett, do you... Do you- do you think he had no? Once he makes the decision to see his baby, that's that's one thing I struggled with. I feel like he still could have. I mean, he says that he could have like lied and said that he was sick, but he's not. But like, did, did he have to get fired? You know what I mean? That's a question that I well, wrestle okay. with. It feels like a very self inflicted. I guess wound. we're gonna go into the uh, the part of the movie which I figured everyone, what people would have the most problem with. And I saw some reviews. Some people loved it. Some people didn't. And that's. I think the catalyst of why he's doing what he's doing, and that's the conversations he's having with his father. Mm. Um, I think they it come, breaks down into three three things. Two are filmmaking reasons, and one is like in the movie. One is he has to justify why he's doing it, and that's what you're kind of talking about. He wants to be the better man. His dad was a absentee father. He's hated his dad forever, and he wants to do what his dad didn't do. Two is, you know... Yes, there's not a lot going on. So when he's not on the phone, they don't want him just to be driving around in silence. So that's another thing I think added just for filmmaking purposes. And the third one, I feel like he is getting more and more exhausted. He's hopped up on cough medicine. He's sick. And it's like a a cathartic activity he's doing. And I think that helps him. I think it's kind of just uh, almost like he's like a 
tired, sick trance. So, so he is sick. He could have called out. Yeah, apparently he was sick in real life, and they wrote it into the. Um, he didn't want to delay, so they wrote it into the script. Hmm. I think this ghost of Hamlet's father hmm. thing. I, I think the movie <laughs> kind of falls apart without it, in my opinion. Uh, I do too, because you can't justify. Uh, like Patty, mm-hmm. I wanted. To, I was going to have a. I'll get back to you, Josh, too. I didn't want to, like, cut you off. I'm just saying I think this was going to be the big conversation we had is kind of like we had with uh, Jode's movie. What would we have done in the situation? What was it? Return to Paradise? Oh, right. You kind of, like, have to remedy – you have to decide if he made the right decision or not. And it's something that I feel like we'd all wrestle with. I mean, if you're asking what I would do, I have love children scattered throughout the yeah. continental United States and abroad. So I don't know their names. So do you love me? You, no, I you don't. You see Pap driving overnight to go see him. <laughs> this just seems really dumb on Tom Hardy's part. He was like, the, on that, like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Locke's part. This just seems so nonsensical because he's trying to be this great dad or he's trying to be the father that like better than his dad. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But you still have like two children at right. home and a wife that depend on you. Like mm-hmm. that's all fine and dandy that you want to do like the right thing, but you can go see that child afterwards. You don't have to have your life fall apart. And he even knew he was going to get fired. So like if I'm that wife or like that child at home and like knowing that like he would go and do this, it, it just makes no so sense. So it's like a to symbolic me. gesture. He's not like actively saving the baby's life. He just wants to be able to say. He was there for the birth. It's kind of striking me. T- While also shitting on his own family. and like, But he was going to tell them anyway. At the same and time. It, this- and it struck. Go ahead. That's fine. But I imagine if he makes that much money, his wife doesn't work. Like, there's a whole lot of things that go into this. You don't I think know it's anything about Katrina. Selfish. All right? You don't know Katrina. Oh! <laughs> Jeez, Brett. But what I was going to say. She's wearing the shirt. She's wearing the shirt. I'm just trying to say. For this character who's so smart, like. He's just being real And dumb. it's the same thing with his job, too. Like, he doesn't have to go above and beyond to make this happen. It's another symbolic gesture that he, like, throws everything away for. It's like both of those things just despite his ghost Hamlet father in the backseat. I think it is crucial to mention that it seems like he may have had some sort of plan and the baby came two months early. Yes, I was going to say, well, this kind of threw off how I was going to do it. Just for the audience who hasn't seen it, like I know my brother doesn't watch these movies. He likes to find out what's going on while he's listening. So he was going to sit down and tell his family, his wife first. Um, he had a plan. He kept putting it off. He said he had a bunch of opportunities to do it and he kept, he didn't do it. And then all of a sudden she went into labor two months premature and he made a split decision, uh, to go. Um, and it kind of threw everything he had all of his plans away. He wanted to do everything at home. So, but that's back to, that's, yeah, good point, Jordan. I wanted to bring that up as well. So like, he seems like a smart guy and I think he probably had some kind of intentions for telling ev- everybody and like working it all out. But obviously this is a, r- a wrench in all those plans. And I, so I think it does introduce some kind of chaos into all these intentions that he did have. And also she, they've said throughout the movie that she's fragile She's lonely. She has nobody. She's already shown at the very beginning to be calling him. She was going to be calling him. Now, I just feel like she was a type of person that would bother him. So if he didn't tell his wife then, she, I mean, I feel like he would rather tell her than have, uh, what's her name, Beth and 
tell his wife. Call the house, yeah. As Stevie would say, you know, go home, deal with it in the morning. I mean, I mean, go tell your wife at home and then save your job and then go see the baby. But I he just I don't think he was thinking that way. I think he was tired. Um, I, did I ever really say what time he left? Nine, maybe nine or ten. Dude, that's why his life, his wife leaves him too, because he doesn't set any right. sort of priority like that. Mm-hmm. He just tries to do all of them evenly, like they're all of equal importance. And that's like the, I don't know, I don't want to get too ahead of it, Brett. But yeah, I mean, does anybody else have any like push us in a direction? I mean, Pappy, are you well? Like, want to Katrina? I, I was watching one of those like. Where they screen the movie and then they interview like the director. Uh, so they interviewed Tom Hardy and they, but they also interviewed Stephen Knight, the director. Mm-hmm. And it came up that like the motivation that he he barely like talked to the actors. Like he gave them like little breadcrumbs and then kind of let them run with it. But the motivation that he gave Katrina Ruth Wilson is that she was already ready to leave Tom Hardy and she was just waiting for the first excuse. And she's, I think you kind of see that in her character. She she equates like. The difference, what did she say? Like the z- difference between zero and one time is the difference between good and, good and evil, evil or, or is something. the difference. Yeah. I think, Pappy, I thought, yeah. he, I thought he said that they did everything normal, but sometimes he would throw like a wrench in it and say, Hey, this time do it in this way. So I don't, I, I wasn't sure he was saying that she did it that way the whole time, but it's kind of like those, um, oh my gosh, what word am I looking for? Uh, like, the funny movies like the Lion of Palooza. Uh, what word am I looking Judd for? Judd Apatow. Yeah, but like what's comedies? Oh my gosh, Lion of Palooza improvisation. No, yeah, improv. Thank God. Gee, sorry. Um, I kind of like to see how he would react to that and to a little more venom in her voice. Uh, no pun intended. Um, but you could be right. Maybe she was acting like that the whole time. Kind of like they did what they did with Blair Witch Project. He would get the people to work against each other. And if you want to hear about Blair Witch Project, you um. You should listen to the pod. Uh, spoilers pod. That was a good one. Really old. We got a crazy guy on as a guest. <laughs> Legitimate, insane person. I did, I he's, still chasing, he's still chasing ghosts, I couldn't too. make it through I that pod. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, uh, go ahead, Pappy. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, that's all. And it kind of speaks to, like, did, I, Brett, did you do any research on the production of this? Because it sounds like this. Like, it was shot in real time, right? Yeah, but I, I think like, it took... He was driving for six days, and he would drive around, and I, apparently every time you heard, you have a call waiting, it was done over, like, the gas blinker light coming on, which was, like, really frustrating. So, like, every time you hear that, you could see his face getting, like, kind of mad. I don't know if that's well, one thing, cool or not. One thing that frustrated me, and I'm sure Jordan can speak to this, too, is that I, I feel like the movie wants to be a movie – that's in real time, like like something like High Noon or something where there's a ticking clock, and the ticking clock in this is a soccer game, but yet the movie is less than 90 mm. minutes. Like, that seems like a pretty big whoopsie. No, it's the baby. I think it's like it's set against his drive to London. I, 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 like, the soccer stuff didn't set me off as much as that, is that he starts off saying it's a certain amount of time and the traffic's fine, but the it seems like it takes him longer, maybe? The only time thing I think that I noticed, uh, Pappy, is uh, Spider-Man says it's halftime, and then like 10, 15 minutes later, he calls, and he's like, we won! That's the only like (laughs) real-time mistake that I found, so I I feel bad. Uh, Like, I 
want like Mikey and Jode and Corey to get involved. I'm with seven people, and I'm kind of yappy. So I don't think he says the game is over. I think he just says that we scored two mm. in like three minutes. Uh, Possibly. Does the time thing really bother you guys? I mean, you no. wouldn't know unless you're able to stop and pause Netflix and look at the the duration left. I mean, you wouldn't do that in a movie theater. It's not a minus, but if they could pull off a film in real time, it would have been a huge He just plus. makes good time on his commute. That's Wait. why it's not a full <laughs> 90 minutes. He said the traffic is not. Fucking is George fine. Costanza yeah, Pappy, over why here think making great time here. Or like that, that they didn't pull it off. You think, he said it was like. Because a soccer game is 90 minutes and the movie is less than 80 or it's hilarious, Paul, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I like, like no matter what, it's not a fucking baseball game. Like, it, a soccer game is at least ninety yeah, minutes, right. and the the film doesn't make it to ninety minutes. Yeah, it's true. So I guess it's not technically in real time. It's mostly in real time. I mean, again, that's why I said I noticed that the timing was a little off. So I, I would say to further that I I had wished in the movie since they're only in the car, there's some sort of sense of going and arriving to some place. And every time they're outside the car, it just looked like generic B-roll to me. Even, like, the beginning and end. I I had no idea, mm-hmm. like, space and time where he was. I even thought at the end there's a little bit of a question, like, is he at the hospital or is he just driving away into the sunset? Like, I didn't, I wasn't really sure. Yeah. Where's he going, man? I agree. I don't know where he's at at the end. <laughs> he looks like he's off in a dirty alley. Well, he got, like an exit. he got off on an exit and pulled over on the shoulder. Um. Because every like literally everything had crumbled in his family life, so I think he's thinking about his life, and then he talks to her, or does he leave her a message? No, yeah, he hears the baby coo or whatever. So, and then he takes off to go to the hospital. I mean, he's in London; that's where he was going. So, but she's wearing the shirt. He's got those <laughs> German beers and sausages that he likes. <laughs> that's like the most heartbreaking part of the whole movie. The conversation with this. With Oof. Eddie at the end is pretty brutal. I mean, obviously the, like, the Katrina conversations are brutal, but the Eddie, I mean, yeah. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Stevie. Because like this marriage has like been on the rocks from time to time. Like all marriages go through rough patches, and this one's no exception for the fact that he tra- obviously travels a lot for his job, and I think that put a strain like on the marriage as a whole. And you could kind of tell, like, <clears throat> by the way, like. The kids were acting and talking about the mom like the mom was like actively trying. And I think there's some credence to what Pappy was saying of like she wasn't – I wouldn't say necessarily looking for an excuse to leave him. But as well as like this is probably like – was it? I mean this is probably the final straw for the fact that like she's wearing like the shirt because football is obviously important to Tom Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy's character Locke and it's really – it's an important part of their family. And, like, she went out and, like, bought, like, I think she's probably going to make bangers and mash. She got the beer that he liked. And it's just, like, he threw it all away. I think it's, like, a really heartbreaking part of this whole movie. Or at least I, the most heartbreaking part. I, I like, that's kind of like a Stevie question type thing. But I also feel like we're way, reading way too into the thing that Pappy brought up about. I think that was just to get different reactions out of Tom Hardy. Again, I think that's, I think we're reading too much into that. But. To me, it was, like. Okay, this lady's having a baby at the same time that he has to tell his wife about his adultery, at the same time that he has to take care of this business thing. Oh, and by the way, his favorite team is like playing the big match right now. You know what I mean? It's just like one more thing that is sucking for him. 
Yeah, and like he, it's probably time that he really loves with his kids, and it seems like the the wife Katrina does what some wives do, not not mine or but they go somewhere else when you're watching sports, you know. Um, they're not. I don't want that to sound sexist. I've spent you know, and a lot of people, but so then this time she's just happens she's going to be there. She's going to support the team, and I think just to add to what Josh was saying that that's just one more thing added on piled onto his. Very long night, so I have a question he, for oh go ahead, Gordon. I was just gonna say, even though he does get fired for not like managing that uh concrete pour that's happening the next day, he still continues to work on it, and we haven't mm-hmm. talked about one of the characters in the movie. This guy is a yeah. fucking fuck up. Uh Donal Donald Donald Donald, yeah. Donald <laughs> <laughs> it's Dolan, a Donald. 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 but yeah, go ahead go ahead, Corey. Talk about Don- Donald I mean, Donald. Donald sucks. I don't <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, three cans of cider. Oi. This dude just gets smashed. Like, he doesn't know what to do, so he just panics and gets drunk. Donald's all right. Joe, First of all, what a lightweight. He has three and he's trashed. You can't even run. He said he wasn't cider. strong cider, man. He said he wasn't drunk. He just said he was. Hey, hey Joe. Stevie's strong. Hop in there and defend our boy, Don- Donald. Please. I mean, he's obviously just some guy, like the the backup guy, basically, and this is the biggest pour in Europe outside of and, nuclear and military, and which they say a million times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's having to take control when he's out with his buddies after work. Dude, it says C six on the fucking board. He's asking about C five. What's it say? What's yeah, it he's, say he's, on the yeah, whiteboard? Of course, these these companies are going to try to railroad him and like, oh yeah, we'll give you the shitty stuff for the price that you've already paid. Okay, this is like yeah. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers backup. Just like the day before the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah. is like, dude, I can't come. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's gonna drink some strongbow. My brother's trashing me on Twitter. I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Olivia <laughs> o- Olivia Munn on line one. <laughs> succubus. But I don't know, I, Corey. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. He he's constantly screwed up, but at the same time, like I know I saw in Pappy's review and uh, Brittany said as well. Like, how did the poor go? I think of all the storylines, I think this is the most, the least ambiguous. I feel like it was. Somewhat obvious, not obvious, but that the thing went well. They took care of everything. They covered all the angles. It was hard, but I think the poor is going to go well. I think that's the one thing you could rest easy about. Now, the family life thing, that's way more up in the air and whether his career will and life will ever. But I feel like the poor, after all that crap, is the one thing that went well. Because he gave the most mental energy to it. True. And that's what she said. (laughs) She says at the very end, she says, you loved your... Concrete, your your job more than me, or concrete, or whatever she said more than me. So, well, it gets to a point where he needs a phone number from his wife, right? Oof, and he oof. says, "Well, no, he asks his kid, <laughs> and then she catches the kid, and then she's like, are you kidding me?' Go ahead, Corey. Well, I think she, in a way, gives him an ultimatum. Yeah, he has to get this number, number to get yeah. the job done, and she says, "Look, do you still want this number?" Basically, saying like, "If you say yes, like that's it for us," and he says yes. I mean, she was yeah. kind of framing it that way, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. I think that's definitely, I think, what you're maybe supposed to read out of that. I would really like it if you would say that you will wait and I can come back and we can talk. We can talk about it and that we can fix something up. But I, I really want to know that 
tomorrow I can drive home and talk to the boys and be at home as normal and we can go out or something and have a drink and talk about it. I want to know that I am not driving in one direction. I want to know that I will be driving back when the sun comes up. Ivan, let me ask you a question. Do you still want me to give you the phone number so you can close the road? Yes. Right, well, goodbye, Ivan. He's so tone deaf in that moment. Like, he, he <laughs> makes an active choice to choose the poor of his old job going well than trying to make amends with his family. And that kind of leads me to a Stevie question. What's up? Locke, good guy or bad guy? Bad guy riding under the facade of a good guy for a long time. Disagree. I agree. Hmm. I think he's a good guy who made one really bad mistake. And he's going to pay for it. Ben continued to make bad mistakes. He was sitting on a pregnant mistress for seven months, Brett. What about that is good? He was actively lying to his wife every day. He said he made a mistake. He was scraped out. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not like Stevie's not the be-all, end-all. It's an opinion. That's my opinion. You guys have an opinion? I have an opinion. Everyone seemed to think he's pretty awesome. I don't. Also, if they have pores going on at 530 in the morning, I think you have to... Think about this guy's probably been up since 3.30, 4 o'clock, getting ready to go to work, and it's 16, 17 hours later, and he's driving, he's sick, he's on cough mess. I think, I don't think his faculties are all there, so the, the 90 minutes we get to see him, it might not be what everyone else gets to see all the time. It's not peak lock, yeah. No, it's not peak lock. But It's not peak lock, it's not peak modine. <laughs> that's a failure of the choices that they're making, if I'm supposed to infer... That all you have to do over the opening title sequence is show Locke, like, working, being an awesome boss, like, high-fiving his people. Like, we talked about it on First Blood, like, when Rambo goes to visit that one, his, like, friend's mom. And how that, like, little five-minute scene informs all of the rest of the fucked-up choices he makes. Like, I just need to see him being tired for him to earn acting like a crazy fuck You see him being tired, though. That's, I, I, like, read a review where they're talking about you see him getting more and more exhausted as you go. Isn't that what the part, like the parts where he's talking to his ghost dad or whatever, like he's Hamlet. He's supposed to have, he's supposed to have reasons. Like he, he, he realizes he fucked up and he's trying to make it right. Like he's trying to do right by everybody. And in doing that, he kind of fucks up all of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's a, Tussin. a good, at least a, you know, a good theory. What do you think, Mikey? You know, I think Locke was uh, probably a good person before they opened up the hatch. And uh, <laughs> after they opened up the hatch... The smoke monster got the him. The whole smoke monster stuff. Uh, no, I think... Um, you know, the dad stuff really kind of shines a light onto who Locke is as a person, I think. And he even says that, like, oh everybody in our family has, is trash or like has been yeah, the lock running name. away from their problems and all that stuff. And I'm going to be the one to turn it around. And as far as we can tell, besides the baby thing, he really excelled in his life and he really did turn it around and he has a, a family and a, a great job and he's highly respected. His and then he seem to worship make, him. Yeah. Yeah. He makes this mistake and then it ends up costing him everything. So it's like him, 
it's a bottle episode of him losing everything in this car. Well, the other thing is that he says that and he's literally in the act of like running away from his wife that he should have told a long ass time ago. So it's an interesting, but I think we're supposed to get like subtext of that. This woman is very unstable that he knocked up and she could do anything if he doesn't get to the hospital. I was was talking about that earlier. I, I think that's something we need to take into consideration is that she's crazy. She's the type of person to show up on their front porch with the baby. And I, I mean, again, it doesn't, they should have flipped that then. What do you mean? I think Katrina should have gone crazy and driven to the hospital with the two boys to show them her father, their father. Katrina has a really good point when she goes on that spiel about how do you know you're the father? How many guys does she try to pull this with? Yeah. If she had sex with you, she had sex with yeah. other people. What a great yeah. line. But I think mm-hmm. she's trying, I think she's trying to hurt him though. She is, but his reasoning is so thin. Like he's telling his wife and himself, she was lonely. And like, yeah, dude, your wife doesn't want to hear about this other woman's needs. Like, <laughs> right. who gives a crap? Happy the poor, the poor was in. <laughs> the foundation was down. Yeah, I tried to pull out. I, I think he is trying to like justify himself. I, somebody, you say I tried yeah, to pull out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. He's so good at mixing liquids. I mean, come on, bro. But has there ever been a more calm conversation with telling your wife that you cheated on her than he had? I want to take next practical steps. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> shove it up your he's, ear hole. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to skip like nine steps. I think he's maybe hoping to get lucky, but it doesn't work. <laughs> take your shot, bro. <laughs> but I think that's like part of uh, his persona is that ever since all this shit with his dad, he's now like – the guy who's always been in control, like he's been he's the kind guy. of like white knuckling it <laughs> yeah. for his whole life, uh, holding everything down. And now he has no control over anything. I think I read someone uh, said the, the director, the writer described Locke as the most ordinary person in England. So while he is kind of like a superhero, like Pappy was talking about, he's like a superhero to everybody. And Pappy wanted to see that. But at the same time, the writer like envisioned him as just being, just an ordinary person, not anything special, not anything bad, just kind of like milk toast. Well, what's his friend's name who Donald runs to drunk? He literally calls him the best man in England. Yeah. I was thinking of that too, Pappy. Yeah, no, no, you're right. No, I'm, I'm saying he is like a superhero uh, to people because he's just really good. Kind of like what Mikey was talking about. He like made the best and, you know, carved out a really nice life for himself and he's very respected, but. And he can pour some concrete. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> Go check the reboss. Check them yourself. <laughs> Keep going, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my Welsh. Uh, it's a little... It's not perfect, but... I can't believe Corey doesn't like Donald. Those are my favorite conversations, and they really brought some Same. levity into really no, heavy I, I like the conversations, because I'm just like, get it together, dude. Like, He's what the not, fuck? Guys, I'm <laughs> he, Team he Donald. It he does pull he it off. It he off. runs down he there. He does pull it off. <laughs> team Donald for life. Okay, he... Uh, Josh, uh, listen to me. If you're informed of this situation, and you're the second guy in charge, and he's, like, putting all of this responsibility on you, are you going to start drinking? Cider me up. <laughs> well, he was already drinking. Well, yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. He did. He got... I think he just got nervous. This guy has definitely drinking on the job before. Yes. Well, he oh, said yeah. he, he said he already had a drunk driving charge because if he gets another, he gets tossed in jail. That means he's had two then. 
Yeah, I think he. I think he implied it was multiple. He said, "Next time it happens." Yeah. What do you say? I go in. Going in. I, well, Gareth. Go yeah. inside. Gareth, his boss, even says that Donald's a drunk, and I don't think we mentioned that Gareth's name and his caller ID is Bastard. Do you get it, Brett? Bastard, Do you get it? Yep. Do you get it? <laughs> get it. <laughs> Ten years, nine years, but yeah, let's talk about Gareth real quick. Uh, I don't think that much needs to be said, but Gareth is the the boss of like the local. Thing he's not like why is it bastard? Big, but I think he's just a dick. I think he's a bastard. He's in charge of overseeing I mean, the entire project. Yeah, in yeah the yeah the local thing. Um, he gets his orders from Chicago and screws Chicago. That's not what Pappy meant like, when he said "get it." There's something else. No, I meant like the the bastard connection. Like Tom, like Tom Hardy's going to see his bastard son. He's all messed yeah, up because he he's bastard. a bastard. Yeah, him, he clearly has bastard issues. Katrina calls him yeah. a bastard. Meaning born out of wedlock. Ah, uh, is it born out of wedlock or conceived out of wedlock? Either way, care. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's break this down. <laughs> no, let's don't. So uh, his last name will be Snow. <laughs> <laughs> In farmer, you know, so there's a bit of on a man, a licky bum bum there. Oh, Snow, yeah. yeah. Oh, Rivers or Rock or whatever they are. Sands. Sands, there we go. Mm-hmm. So, Gareth and him have, I don't know, a few conversations. He's kind of seemed like he tried to fight for his job. I don't know if he did or he even could, but he basically is like, you're fired. Um, Chicago said you're fired. and But Locke's like, I'm going to get the job done anyway. And uh, Gareth's like, no, you're not. He's like, yeah, I am. So, he tells Donald to ignore Gareth's calls, which he does. And that's, I mean, Gareth's not super important other than he tells him that he got fired and he kind of disses him pretty bad at the end when, when Locke's like, before I left an hour ago, I had a wife, I had a job, I had a family, now I have none of those things. And, and uh, Gareth says something like, you're screwing up your job, is not my fault or not my problem or whatever. So other than that, he doesn't have that much. He's not as important as uh, Donald or... Katrina or Bethan. He's but. the person that Tom Hardy says fuck Chicago to or learns it from. And Pap, you brought that up at the beginning of the pod. Why are those the two words he learned? Um, is that a Stevie question? It's just funny. What's up with that? Probably because they don't know anything. They don't have any idea what's going on. I don't know. <sighs> Typically, when the orders come down from on high and they're not on the site themselves, um, Things can get really messed up, and there's a lot of tension between the two, because it's like, I'm the one that's doing the work, I'm the one, like, hands-on every day, and I see what's going on. And mm-hmm. also with these big companies, you have to hit, like, a certain budget, and you have to hit in a certain, in a certain time frame. And if you can't do that, you're useless to them. So there's a whole lot of tension between, like, two companies that are working together, and especially, like, the one that's in charge of the entire thing, which is Chicago. Because they're the one, at the end of the day, that's writing the checks. Two words I learned tonight. Fuck Chicago. We're about wrapped up. I I don't know. I actually love the parts where uh, she's like, do you love me? And he's like, no, I don't. You're distressed or else you wouldn't say that. And then at the end, she's like, can't you just say you love me? He goes, no, I can't. And he's very blunt with her. He's, I mean... He's like he said it multiple times. I barely know you. I barely know her. Uh, 
he makes it known that it's not going to be with her. He doesn't like her like that. So he was a little drunk, I think, when he knocked her up. Two bottles of wine. I just like you like a friend. I don't think he likes her as a friend. (laughs) (laughs) That story's wrapped up. Does somebody want to like kind of take us home with the family, the Katrina and the kids? Ugh. So depressing. Yeah. Uh, is it Eddie or the older son that he's talking to that's like, oh, yeah, like tomorrow you're just going to come home. Ed, and everything's Eddie. Gonna be- okay. Eddie's the older one. Okay. And so, yeah, he's talking to his, his one son and he's like, oh, yeah, you'll just come home tomorrow and like everything will be back to normal. And then it's very obvious that's not true. Um, and Contrita's banned, us from, banned him from the house and everything. And Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. His clothes are going to be by the curb. Or on fire. It's a tough look for my boy Tom picking up his yeah. clothes at the curbside. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, though, I mean, I everyone's different. Like, part of me thinks that maybe she'll feel different the next day, or I, I put it in my review next week, next month, next year. I mean, we don't really know. Um, she's all. You know, she's, she's already talked really mad. to her sister and her half sister. Yeah, that's bad. That's that's a really big step. Once you spoken. talk to the sister, it's over. Yeah, because they're never gonna they're never gonna look at you the same again, and they probably were like, "Yeah, you go, girl." She's already changed the locks. Oh, the lock. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Think about it. Think about it. They changed the locks. Oh. Hmm. In the hatch. Okay. So I also I saw someone mention it. The guy who scores the goals, the donkey. His name's Caldwell. Called well. He called well the whole movie. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Ugh. But I thought it was—I thought it was funny to mention. At a point. <laughs> no, we're not handing out that gem, that uncut gem. Yuck. But yeah, so it's really sad when Tom Holland's like, "You'll come home tomorrow, and we'll, we're going to act like the game never happened. We'll watch it together." And yeah, it's—it's it's yeah, pretty. He's brutal. living some Brigsby Bear level fantasies at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. To be fair, they're probably teenagers, and they don't know what's going on. I mean, they obviously know their mom's up. Dropping a fifty-minute deuce in the bathroom or whatever she's doing, but they don't really know what's going on. I'm sure they could guess, maybe. I don't know how old they are, but so I mean, that's pretty much everything we have. She like I think Josh said that he's kicked out of the house. She said we'll work out something with the kids, but I don't want you to be here. You're not. This is not your home anymore. And. That one's kind of up in the air, but that's also so. Does he go to the, ho- up in the air. Does he go to the hospital or does he go to some greasy pub? <laughs> Where's he going? <laughs> the hospital. How do you know? Because he said that the whole time I'll be there. I'll be there. He's made up his mind. Traffic's fine. He's going crazy though, man. I don't know. Traffic's fine. He's talking to his dead dad in the back, talking about digging him up, lighthouse style. Like, oh, did he God. kill his dad? Actually, I thought I had a hint of that. <laughs> no, but I I love that when he's like, "I'm gonna, I'll dig you up." He's yeah, just talking so. to the venom symbiote. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Say you like me, lobster. I was <laughs> I was kind of hoping he had one more thing on his checklist to do, and uh, it was his dad's dead body in the back <laughs> of the trunk. And he had to go get drop rid it of off it. a pier. Yeah. Not only is the the game on, but I got to get rid of this body too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish the backseat would have talked to him. He's like, why'd you spill your guts? <laughs> why'd you spill your guts? Beans. Your beans. I'm sorry, your beans. Your beans. Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> All right, that's uh, Lighthouse. Check out episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I have a pitch for uh, lock two. Yes. All right, you guys ready? Oh, if there's wait. no Nas in this. I'm gonna lose it. He can't do concrete anymore. He's lost. He's lost all credibility in the concrete pouring world. He becomes a pilot, <laughs> right? So he's a pilot and he's flying around in a plane and he gets like a phone call from an Indian like scammer saying like he owes money to the IRS and he just Damn. spends the next 90 minutes trying to like talk his way <laughs> out of having to go buy gift cards from Walmart or whatever they have you do. <laughs> That's what's the title? Lock, Lock two. two. Uh, Locked into a contract. The Revenge? I don't know. <laughs> Revolutions? Mikey. Locked out of my bank accounts. <laughs> Mikey, off. would this have been... Mikey, would this have been your favorite movie ever if he's talking to uh, Bethan and she said, I need you here in five minutes and he just starts pumping the nuts and he gets there on time. <laughs> just speech. Oh, like yeah. a, a nine-second... I, uh, I feel like this movie could have used uh, maybe not... Uh, drag racing scene or anything, but maybe like he gets in an alt, uh, po- possibly pulled over by the cops or something, and then he like flips out on them and beats the hell out of them or something. Locke's the kind see- of guy that drives five miles an hour under the speed limit. <laughs> My name is Spain. But he's crazy tonight. This is his night to let loose. I like the NOS idea. I think J- Johnny Tran pulls up next to him and is like, too soon, Junior, and then he hits the NOS like harder. <laughs> I wish that when he was talking to his dad, he went into like a Smeagol versus Gollum voice. Yeah. <laughs> Just like talking to his dad. Oh, no, <laughs> Oh, but he does the Bane voice. Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to do the Bane voice I did that one time? <laughs> what episode was that? It was really good. It was the best. All right. I think we're about wrapped up there. Um, let's do some final thoughts, and then we'll get the yes or no's, and then we'll um, get to trivia. I think we, I think the thing is like 50 minutes of this was all final thoughts, you know, like we weren't really going through the story and I don't <laughs> yeah. mean that in a bad way. Like we just kind of riffing the whole time. So I guess if nobody has anything, I have a can... couple things. All right. So look, good. He doesn't look at the road enough. Like he, I saw your, dude, that was bugging the shit out of me, man. He was like putting his face like in his hands while driving. Like what is going on there, man? You got to watch the road. I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I get the little things like that bother you like i was watching harriet and like they're trying to get out of there but they're gonna sit there and talk for three minutes i'm like go talk out. later <laughs> like that stuff shouldn't bother so, me but it bugs the I crap out of a dweeb cory is he looks at the road when he's <laughs> loser <laughs> you even text and drive bro dude <laughs> but cory i will say one of my favorite parts of the movie was when the tension kind of rises because he's like looking at the files and reading stuff off over the phone. Yeah. I thought that's kind of cool how they're like, yeah, he's risking his life now could die at any moment. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's cool. Hmm. The dark night was rising. What kind of podcast do you think he was listening to on his drive? <laughs> think he had any Joe Rogan pulled up? Just <laughs> ben Shapiro, probably. <laughs> Just to pass the time in between the phone calls. Spoilers on between phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Someone can someone uh put that in there? Like when it shows his uh like for Instagram, it shows his call thing and put like our spoilers logo like he's listening to Just it. Smashing that like button. <laughs> Alright, Corey, did you have something else? You said you had a couple things. I don't remember the other thing. I'm sorry. Oh Pap, you got anything? Man, it's so weird we go like a long time without hearing anybody. No, that's everything I, I had. never shut up. Uh, Full boat, yeah. man. Choo choo. Alright. Um let's let's Wait. go with the way we what? Can we talk about Caldwell, Caldwell the goat? 
two goals in three minutes. <laughs> donkey. Was a donkey. Jordan, what team is that supposed to be? Uh, I couldn't figure trick? it out. I don't know. I think he's outside of Birmingham. I think they said so. Maybe Birmingham, whatever they are. Maybe. Barons? I don't know. I think they're part of the West Ham Green Street Oligans. <laughs> GSC? <laughs> Green Street Elite. The Mighty Yamas. God, okay, all right. I can never choose that movie. <laughs> I'm going to choose it at some point. It's, it's going to be so fun. They hate uh, journalists. Brett loves journos. it. Journos. Journos. <laughs> we hate journos and yanks. To y- he always preferred the scrap to Yo Yama. <laughs> All right, Josh, let's God. go uh, hit him up. Take us on home. The yes or no's. Isn't it Jordan first? I'll go first. It's fine. Oh, it is Jordan. It is Jordan. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Someone go. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, this is a really strong movie. One of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when um, exposition is dropped forcefully between two characters that within this world they're trying to build should know each other to not have to say some of these things mm-hmm. out loud. And I think, miraculously, this movie completely avoids that. I didn't think that one time throughout this movie. Just really good exposition pacing, I think. Um, the bottle within a bottle episode, like you're just in his car, it's a little gimmicky, um, I guess. So it's a little bit of a tick off. It's not like a perfect movie. Um, but it's a really interesting kind of experiment, and I enjoyed watching it. So it's a yes for me. Cool. Uh, Jode? Uh, yeah. So this is one that I had tried to watch. I think it's been on Netflix. I don't know if it's been consistently, but it's been on there at least mm-hmm. for a f- couple of years. Um, and I've tried to watch it before and never got through like more than 10 minutes or so because I was kind of bored and not into it enough. So I'm glad you picked it, Brett. I was glad I watched it. I think the big things that I took away from it are that A24 is fucking cool. And I know we uh, we, yeah. we review a lot of their movies and you guys talk about it a lot. But the more I see of their stuff, like it's it's a good thing that they're around. Um, and then also, I think Tom Hardy is really good in this. With that being said, it's an interesting format, I would say. Oh, I, would, I wouldn't. Yes, no, 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 no. I wouldn't no want to watch coming. like. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't want to watch a lot of movies like this, but it's cool. Um, I think it's a soft yes, and yeah. That's yeah! Did I, I think everyone thought <laughs> that with that transition, you're like, that being said, it's a no, dude. Um, Classic let's go Jordan. with, I screwed up the order a little bit, but let's go with uh, Stevie. Oh, man. Um... I'm going to go with a soft no. Um, I think at certain points it gets to be a little too minimalist and too gimmicky. Um, I think for the story they were trying to tell, they actually could have used like other characters in the movie instead of just a straight bottle episode. So, um, especially with the fact that like you can obviously tell he hated his father, and I think one of his biggest fears in life was becoming his father. Mm. And also, like, a big moment for people that have strained relationships with their dads is, like, the day they find out their dad is no longer Superman. Um, and I think it would have been really interesting to actually involve his sons in this movie to make it come actually full circle. So for that reason, I will give this a soft no. But I still enjoyed watching it. Okay, you're dead to me. Mikey? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty great ad for BMW's hands-free phone <laughs> services. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> On-screen navigation, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's compelling enough for what it is, which is just a 90-minute long bottle episode of a guy working through some stuff. Uh, it's really just a bunch of admin stuff. Uh, so he's checking off stuff on his to-do list and running errands basically in his car, but I don't know. It's, I mean, you're entertained throughout, which is surprising considering nothing is really happening besides his life falling apart. But in the end, uh, we end up not even really even seeing the, uh, the outcome of any of that stuff. So I think the payoff is almost like not worth it. So I'm going to have to go like the softest of yeses, because I think like Pap said way in the beginning of this podcast, Tom Hardy just carries the whole movie with his performance. And I'm actually more interested in like all of the engineering concrete pouring stuff than I am in any of his family drama. (laughs) So it's like, I kind of almost wish they leaned into that the whole way. Then uh, mixing it up with uh, this affair and this whole other B and C side plots. So I'll say soft yes. All right. Uh, Pat? Yeah, I, I like a lot of the stuff that you guys have said already. Like when Josh said it's an interesting experiment, I think it's a good way to describe this. I have some problems with the execution. Like I, I honestly think that they were trying to go with something like a high noon rope, even more recently something like a 1917 where it's like real time or real time soft and they weren't able to pull it off there were a couple of weird edits in there too i don't know if you guys caught those but some of the phone conversations seemed a little spliced together between the different takes um and like something we talked about on troll hunter and again first blood is i'm sure between birmingham and london there's something interesting to look at on the road and it never bothers to to do that or to show it. it even though there are some cool like cinematography shots of like you know the the reflection of the road on Locke's face but it has no interest in anything other than what's in the car uh i wrote in my letterbox review that there's like at least one oscar nominated short like this kind of every year and it it feels like in that vein and i didn't know what i was going to give this until i heard jordan three minutes ago said a24 is pretty cool i'm glad they exist and that kind of is the tipping point for me this is a yes for me i couldn't in good faith recommend it to a lot of my friends or tanya or my family but i do think that like on its own i enjoy seeing something so different and like josh said experimental so very very soft yes for me but i'm glad that you picked it brett i don't want you to be defensive about your movie no i'm not defensive i don't know (laughs) Corey, you said, I'm not Steve. defensive. You said Stevie was dead to you after he gave you a no. <laughs> Stevie's, the, Stevie's the guy who freaking recommended this movie to me. That's why he's dead to me. Uh, Corey. I was going to say that after Stevie's comment, regardless of what he chose. <laughs> this is tricky. Uh, a lot has been said that uh, I would otherwise say, I think, so I'll get down to it. I'm going to give it a yes. I do like this movie. It's quite good. It's interesting. This guy is... Uh, I mean, Tom Hardy, the actor, is he's great. I mean, a lot like you guys said, a lot of it hinges on him, and I think the performance is really good. There's some other performances in there as well, but you really, you know, you're face-to-face with this guy. Um, I mean, it's the best movie I've ever seen of a guy in a car on the phone. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> best one, gotta be... A deep genre. Gotta be the best one of those, I'd say. Um, uh, something that just kind of came to me a minute ago was that this could be an episode of Black Mirror, but it would just end with, like, it would be an app. Like, they would be inside of an app. Like, it wouldn't be real or something. <laughs> it's the same. Anyway, I was just thinking about that for some reason, but... Uh, Yes, it's a yes. I'll say this to go into my yes or no, and I'm not defensive about this. I picked this movie because I figured it would be like a challenge for us, and I, I agree with like pretty much everything you're saying. It's a very difficult movie to talk about. And I, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend this movie to my brother. I wouldn't recommend it to my parents, but I would recommend it to you guys because you like film and unique things i mean if we i just feel like if we did fast and furious movies like that all the time like the rock and you know it would we would just get bored i i I wanted to throw this really weird curveball um it's kind of one of the reasons i threw american movie in there a few months ago great movie it's just it's a weird it's just a weird thing so uh, i'll take that into my i'm not offended by it but stevie i just messed around dick um (laughs) um You know, American Movie, God one of my dang. favorite movies. I <laughs> yeah. really wish yep. we could have done that after I joined. Yeah. But hey. But uh, this is a, a this is a solid yes for me. I enjoyed this the second time around. I felt just as tense. Like, uh, the first time I watched it, it, like, really, really blew me away. I was just, like, sweaty palms and... Knees you know, weak, I, arms heavy. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I really I I love Tom Hardy. He's in my top five favorite actors now. I mean, I think he's amazing. I've never seen him other than the the one brother, the crazy gay one in Legend. I I hated him, but other than that, everything he's ever done, I think is amazing. So maybe that's why I liked it a little more than you guys did, maybe, but. I really enjoyed it. I thought the colors and cinematography were really cool, and I thought it was uh, a risk, and I thought it paid off personally. So, um, so I guess that's six yeses and uh, one no. So that's five sausage. It's five beers and sausages, and not but not the full sixer. So that's unfortunate, but <laughs> that's okay. So um, I guess should we get right into trivia? Yeah. All right. This is going to be um, this is going to be weird. I hope it works out. It probably won't. <laughs> okay. So to remind everyone, the order is from longest hasn't hosted till newest is Mikey, Jordan, Corey, Stevie, Josh, and Pap. Okay. Um, I have a list. Of the top 25 cars sold in 2019. And I am going to have you guys guess some of these ones. Okay, there's a few layers to this, but hopefully it'll work out. If not, it could be a disaster. Um, (laughs) It's it's, two ways to win. It's the first one to get five right, and maybe we'll go lesser if it gets crazy. Or if you guess... The total number of cars sold last year on this list of 25. So everyone has a chance. Like if you are bad at cars, if you're good at guessing, you can do that. 
talking so, like a specific yes, model but, here? Yes, make and model. Oh, Bubba. Oof. Yeah, so I, I don't. You might want to take like notes, write some stuff down, like numbers, but you don't have to. Um, the advantages are going to be for the guesses. You you can only guess the number if you get one right, and you guess it afterwards. After I tell you how many were sold to that specific thing, um, Mikey and Jordan have to get within a hundred thousand of the total number. Corey. Stevie, Josh, and Pap have to get within 50,000. So if that tells you how many there are, that I'm giving you that big of a buffer. A thousand, a hundred thousand either way. So let's just, let's just get going and then we'll, we'll figure it out. So Mikey, do you want to go first or last? Yes, I'll go first. All right. Go ahead. So a make and model of a car. Yep. Top 25 most popular cars sold in the United States last year. Or the total of the 25, right? Well, yeah, but you, you guess first, and if you get one right, you get, okay. a, you get a guess. All right. And that's like, you know, if Mikey's got four and Pappy, like, throws a full court shot up with a number, he can win that way, just so no one's ever really out of it. Uh, I'll say a Honda CRV. Honda CRV was the fifth most popular car last year, and there were 384,168 of those sold last year. Can you say that number again? 384,168. Thank you. Okay, so, Mikey, you get a guess for the total number. Uh, 25 million. That is incorrect. Do you guys want me to do like higher or lower or nah, so it's easier wait. or what? Just wait. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Jordan. Uh, Honda Civic. <sighs> That's what Honda I was Civic say. is number nine with 325650. $325,650. <laughs> and I'm supposed to guess the total number of all 25 on this list? Yeah, the reason I'm telling you how many each is you can maybe try to do right. some math. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be like a big guess, but... Um, 12 million? Incorrect. Corey? Um, see, I should be good at this. I work kind of in the automotive industry. Jordan say Honda, Honda. Wait, what did Jordan say? Car Honda Civ- Hot Civic. Honda okay. Civic. Uh, Toyota Camry. Toyota Camry, number eight, with three hundred and thirty-six thousand nine hundred seventy-eight. That is three three six nine seven eight. And I'm supposed to guess the total for all the top ten added together. Top twenty-five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to. It's just a, it's just a way to win. Yeah, uh, the f- fifteen million. Incorrect, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that is not on the list. Uh, I'll go with my car, uh, the Toyota Rav Four. That is the number four most sold car with four hundred and forty eight thousand seventy one mm. four four eight zero seven one. 
I'll go with uh, six point four five million. Incorrect. Mm. Uh, Josh. I'll go with the Honda Accord. That's number eleven. Two hundred and sixty-seven thousand five hundred and sixty-eight. Two six seven five six seven. Five million total units. <laughs> how, how many? How many credits, though? Uh, incorrect. <laughs> Twenty thousand denarii credits. Toyota <laughs> Prius. Incorrect. <gasps> Did you say Pat? Oh, I, Prius. I just feel like maybe that's too expensive. Yeah. Mikey. Boy. <laughs> uh, wow, that was gonna be that was gonna be my next guess. I'm feeling um, I'm feeling nice, by the way. I'm gonna let Corey get within a hundred thousand as well. How close do you have to be to the final number to get it right? I, I I feel bad that it's different for different people. No, you guys gotta get an advantage. I always get crapped off for not giving a big enough advantage. Brett's a numberist. We went first. How close do you have to be to the final number to get it right, Brett? For fifty thousand. For bottom three, fifty thousand. And the I'll say, top three hundred thousand. Uh, Toyota Corolla. The Adam Corolla. Number <laughs> number 10. 304,850. 304,850. We'll tell you, one of you guys was pretty close. Oh, yeah, I got a number now. Um, yeah. I'll say 5 million. Incorrect. I already said that. That, you know. oh, my bad. Wait, how close do you have to get to that number, Brett, to win? <laughs> I've said, said it said three it like, times. You said it so many times, Josh. No, you after, after this round, I'll start doing higher or lower. But um, the bottom three have to get within fifty thousand each way. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha, and the top gotcha. three, a hundred thousand. Okay, okay. Uh, hmm. Jordan. Um, ah, shit. Uh, Ford Focus. Sounds like I thought that was on there. No, that's <gasps> incorrect. Fuck. Uh, Corey? Ford F-150. The Ford F-Series has been number one for like 20 years in a row. So yes, Whoa, number one. F-Series? Wow. I know, right? They cheat, okay. they cheat that way. 896,526. Fucking in- 896. insider Corey over here. Isn't this the last year they're making the 150s? Oh, really? That seems like a mistake if they're making that much money. Well, they're not. 896,526. Well, they're they're actually down, but they're still ahead by a significant amount, but they're definitely dropped. I mean, the auto debt's going to come crashing down like the housing market of 2008. It's only a matter of time. Yeesh. Corey, what's your guess there? Bailout Ford or something. Mm hmm. Six wait, million. Wait. Incorrect. Stevie. Ford Escape. Number 14. Who That was number 14? Yep. 2.97 million. Incorrect. Ah. Josh. I want to see if a van snuck onto this list. I'll go with my parents' old model, the Honda Odyssey. Ooh, incorrect. Oh. I, I love the I love the outside the box guess though. That was a good van. I don't know many more making models, 
I don't know. I don't know any cars. Uh, Chevrolet Impala. Ooh, <laughs> do they still make nice. those? It's not a bad guess. They do, but it's not on there. God damn it! I remember watching a TV show like that's the most common car in California and Florida. All the old folks drive it. They say that and drive. That's what it is. Yep. Mikey. Uh, say uh, VW Jetta. Mm. No, no. <laughs> Jordan, Mikey's uh, last three cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I should have brought that number up. <laughs> Jordan, uh, Jeep Wrangler, number seventeen. What? What, what is happening? Two two eight zero three two. Corey. Oh, sorry. George, Gordon. Yes. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Brother Gordon. Uh, fucking 9,400,000. Okay, I'm going to start doing higher or lower. Is that okay? Yeah. I don't give a shit. It is lower. Oh. Hmm. Corey? Chevy Silverado. Number three. Silverado? Wow. <laughs> five seven five six zero zero. Five hundred seventy five thousand six hundred. You've gotten three, right? Or did I just give you a point? He's our insider, man. He knows so much. Uh, so I said it's six million less. Uh seven million. Incorrect. It is higher. Oh, <sighs> oh. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Stevie? Ford Fusion. Number 25. Let's go! Uh-huh. 166045. <laughs> um, I'm losing track of the points big time. 12.37 million. <laughs> Remember when... No, it's lower than... Adult, than... Oh. <laughs> it's, lo- it's incorrect. It's lower. <sighs> Who's next? Uh, Josh. Every okay, I've had to rent a car two times this last year, and they're both. Oh. I think Nissan Altimus. Hmm. Number eighteen. Let's go. Ooh. Two zero nine <laughs> oh one eight gosh. three. Okay. Um. Eight point five million. Incorrect. Lower. Ah. <gasps> uh, Pat, come on, Pat. Uh, I had to. Every time I've rented a car, I've gotten three Chevy Cruises in a row. <laughs> Is that your guess? Yeah, Chevrolet Cruise. In- Is that like incorrect. A mix between a car and a truck. I didn't know. I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> Is it? No, I, I'm asking. It's just a car. I don't know. Okay. What do you mean? You rented it the last three times. What's it like? It's just a car. It's just a, a regular car. <laughs> My God! <laughs> it's a lifting drinks. car. Four doors. <laughs> Four doors. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh-huh, uh. Hyundai Sonata. Is that what it's called? Ooh. It's a good one. Incorrect. Jordan. 
Does he? He doesn't get to guess the number. He didn't get it right. Okay. And this is just for 2019, right? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna do the Nissan Maxima. Incorrect. Fuck. Fuck. Corey. I was hoping I had some car people on here. Is this list new cars or like used sold as well? (laughs) Checking his spreadsheets. That's a good question. I have no idea. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I work for a software company that does software for used car dealerships specifically. So, um, (laughs) trust your gut. Doxed. Just trying to think of what I see a lot. Um, A GMC Sierra. That's a good one. Number 16, nice. Wow. 232323. Here it comes. I believe if my I believe that is Corey's fourth point. Walk off. So you get a guess and then but if you win the next one Just guess it right. So I get to guess the number, right? So it's Yep. We're, we're rooting than, for you. 7.5 million. Incorrect. Suck. God damn it, Corey. Come on, is it seven point what? What do you say? Higher. He said seven point five, I said higher. Mm. Stevie. Is it just American cars or can I go imports? You can go imports, but it's what was sold in America. Well obviously right. he said he said Honda and Toyota. Muscle yeah. beats import any day. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's go with my old roommate's car. I'm not sure if this is true, but I think they're very popular in the lesbian community. Um, let's go with the Subaru Outback. <laughs> oh, there's right. so many Subarus out nice here. Nice one. Yeah. Subaru Outback, number 21. Nice. Let's go. 181178. I believe that is Stevie's fourth point. Seven point... Six, seven, five. Incorrect. Higher or lower? Higher or lower? Higher. <sighs> What, what number on the list was that, Brett? What did you guess? The Outback. 21. Josh, you're up. Uh, I don't know any more model, making models, I don't think. Uh, There's so many ones here that are, like, super popular. Right. Um. <laughs> now you know them. Just guess them. The more you know. Is it? Someone said a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. So what about a Jeep Strangler? <laughs> Get what? The fuck out of here. We're just guess Band of Brothers, Josh. <laughs> Was that your guess? Uh, how about just, is ju- maybe just Jeep is its own thing? Just Jeep, oh no Wrangler. No <laughs> Jeep, Jeep. No, it's this not is like incredible. Oh Dude, no, that's uh, no. Can I just guess Ford, Brett? <laughs> Pappy's up. Give Pappy a shot. My mom drives a Toyota 4Runner. Rich versus car. No, it's not on here. <sighs> Scrape my driveway. Mikey. The driveway is a menace to society, Stevie. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh brought up a good point. A minivan is probably on there. I just can't. Is it maybe called like a Chrysler Town and Country? Is that the minivan? I don't know. I believe that is a minivan that is not on here. Oh. Oh. Jordan. Um, uh, fuck me. I 
I'm gonna go with my old whip, the old Chrysler Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> They don't make that anymore. That's the, <laughs> Whoa, but we didn't know if it was used, new. It's not on the list. <laughs> Who knows? So how many did they sell this year? <laughs> <laughs> it sold out. That's what you're telling me. Corey. <laughs> so there's a type of truck, and I get questioned about this all the time at work. People say, it's a Dodge Ram. And I say, no, Ram trucks, are the, <laughs> that's the make and the model. Because a few years ago, Ram separated. A Ram Ram? Yeah, it's a oh, subsidiary. Is Ram Ram? Ram Ram. Number two, <laughs> Ram Pickup. No. See? <laughs> what? Yep. Wait, so the model is Ram- Pickup? I didn't know they did that. Wait, Ram so- was no longer Dodge? So Ram was a model, and then Ram separated, and now Ram just makes trucks that aren't Dodges. They're just Ram. Well, it's a sub- It's still a subsidiary of Dodge, I believe, right? I think they're separate. I didn't hear a single model that he named right there. <laughs> All right. Ram game was- truck. <laughs> It is the game. I was going to let everyone game. do one more guess, but that, that's it. No. What? Unbelievable. One more. I, I guess. That's the game. There's got to be more what on What was there. the number? God damn it. Stevie. Now I'm starting to think of the Dodge Stevie. Cars. My piece of paper is just like a mess of car making models. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to like this, Stevie. What's up? If you had gotten the 100000 instead of the 50000 you would have won. So I don't get any more guesses? Nope. You had a lot of guesses. The number was 7,749,987. So we got all 25 cars? No. I said to play the five or you get the number. I was going to say, I didn't miss. Damn. I didn't get one right. So, Corey is your winner. I'm sorry about that, fans. I hope you at least enjoyed that more than Josh I was say the Jeep Josh. Cherokee. Yeah, Josh, when you said Jeep Strangler, I was like, Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> Plus, there's also a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay, the ones you did not uh, get. Jeep Nissan Strangler, Rogue. first of all. Rogue. Rogue. Nissan Rogue, Rogue Sport. Nissan Rogue One. Chevy Equinox. Toyota Tacoma. Jeep Grand Cherokee. Toyota Highlander. Jeep Cherokee, Nissan Sentra, mm. Hyundai Elantra, Subaru Forester, and Ford Explorer. Shite. Yeah, I wasn't going to get any of those. Hey, Brett. All right. Yeah, sorry. Guess what? who's a car aficionado and has millions invested in dozens of cars? Vin Diesel. Nope, Eric man. Clapton. Oh. Oh, nice. Once again, proving he's a hedonistic fuck. All right, so Corey is our winner tonight, and we are going to kick it to Spoiler Man while Corey figures out how he wants to say Fast and the Furious 5. Let's go. (laughs) Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. I guess it's just Fast Five, isn't it? All right, Corey, you ready? (laughs) I am ready. Uh, We're going to do Fast Five. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. And we're back, Corey. (laughs) What? Just kidding, go ahead. Oh, yeah, we're still going to do Fast Five. <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody, you heard it. Uh, we are Fast and Furious spoilers now. I mean, 
you know, we just did a good car movie. Now we're going to do a lesser one, but it's okay. Well, see ya. Uh, thanks for sticking with us for uh, one hour and 29 minutes. Uh, you guys must really like us. Um, that was spoilers, and have a good night. <laughs> wow, this pod was in real time. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a pic in the thread, Judd, if you want to see my oh. dog. Pace yourself, Corey. Look at the little girl. <laughs> Look at her face. <laughs> a good picture. She is amazing. That's a good burp. <laughs> Who's, whose beard is that in the top left? <laughs> oh. It was bigger than I had a mishap shaving, so I nearly shaved the entire thing. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. Very cute dog. Looks yes. expensive. She was. She was. Is, is she heavy? Um, and she's expensive. Put it in the back. <laughs> Her brother was born at nine pounds. Uh, and she was a four-pound puppers. Oh, runt. Yeah. How big is she now? How long have you had her? I've had her since Saturday, so... She's like four and a half, five pounds. What's her Insta handle? Haven't decided yet. All I know is her name is Minnie, and she's a very clingy dog. So I'll give you uh, some social media tips here. If you're going to... Make an Instagram for this dog. Make it related to a fandom. People love that shit. So like, like, <laughs> like Minnie's like Harry no. Potter adventures or something, or like. Oh, that'd be awesome. No, That's no, cheating. no. Mad Max puppers. Oh, there you go. Mad, Mad Max Minnie. Minnie. That's cheating. People love that. I'm telling Using you. Using Kylo Ren's hints is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time, Brett. Send you can do photos to the group chat that'll start an Insta handle for the dog. <laughs>